god, oh my god. Running. Are you out there, you? Why can't I see that? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. Don't give up. Warning. Says, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should refer to Warning. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pistetto. Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pistetto. I hope you're all well. Here we are again. Same place, same drama. The end is finally near though. One more week to go of this literal shit show. Thank God. And thank you for all persevering with me, for torturing yourselves, for staying strong through the bad times, for never giving up. Hats off to you all. The only thing this season has going for itself is its shameless product placement. The product placement is stronger than the actual connections on the show. Look, kudos to Channel 10. At least they're succeeding in one department. (laughs) Get that bread, girl. Make that money, honey. So, yes, it's no secret that this season has been a hot mess. But just when we thought things couldn't get any worse, this week we lost two batchy baddies, two fallen angels. (laughs) RIP to our chaotic, chula, crackhead energy, snack-eating Dancing Queen Juliet, and of course, our Malibu turned gardening Barbie, gone wrong, Gold Coast trash Caitlin. Two of the biggest icons the show has ever seen, in my opinion. Seriously, when I die, bury me next to these two. Put me smack bang in the middle of them. I don't even care if Roxy comes after me and tries to vandalize my gravesite. RIP me. This week, I took a little walk on the wild side. I was feeling naughty. I played a little dirty. I broke the cardinal rules of the entertainment journalism industry. But hey, what's new? So I leaked the order of the final eight contestants on Instagram because why the fuck not? (laughs) This season has been a disappointing hot mess and it was ruined from the moment they rolled out that 17-year-old budget red carpet. So look, honestly, my fucks to give are long out the window, as you've probably all gathered by now. But as JFK always said, don't get mad, get even. That will teach Channel 10 for serving us up the slop of the season that they have. Petty, I know, but I've run out of sage. I used it all up during the shitty season that they've served up to us, so it's their own fault. I deserve better. You guys deserve better. We all deserve better. Dear Channel 10, please don't insult our intelligence again. Kind regards, Australia. So check the huge spoiler out at Dramatic Podcast on Instagram. If you haven't already, if you want to know who wins before the finale next week. So it's been a busy week, busy and exciting week on the So Dramatic show in the Facebook group in particular. We had two parties, one on Wednesday night with a very special guest and another one on Thursday night with another special guest. If you weren't there, you definitely missed out. Make sure you join the Facebook group at So Dramatic Podcast ASAP so you don't miss out on the next party. Our VIP member list is growing exponentially each day. In fact, the VIP members are almost outgrowing the pleb members now. Basically, everyone who's anyone in the reality TV world has joined and it's become a daily slash hourly party 
We are breathing in the presence of greatness. Truly, we are not worthy. I also have a huge surprise for you guys next week in there for the finale. A very big treat that I'm going to spoil you all with. After all, I think you deserve it for suffering through this intolerable season with me. Coming up today, spoiler alert as always, you probably thought I might have run out of bachelor tea by now, but no, never. I have lots more batchy bombshells to detonate here today. I have details about a bachelor first, something that is going to happen next week on the show that has never happened in the show's history ever before. Plot twist. I'm going to give even more context into Bella and Irina's feud because you seem to still all be very confused about how this petty BS started. So I've got some fresh intel on that and I'm going to go in deep. So pass the damn sage now. Puff, puff, pass. I have info from Irina's cousin and some girls from the mansion to help me unpack it all. I've also got exclusive details about Bella's secret lockdown boyfriend and it's someone we all know very well. A hint, it's another reality star. So I've got more incest coming your way, guys. And Bella wasn't the only one misbehaving during lockdown. I also have more details about Lockie's super spreading antics and I've got more voice memos. Yes, more because I know how much you guys all love a voice memo here. It's so dramatic. Now, before we start, just on a serious note, I just want to give a trigger warning here that this episode does discuss eating disorders. So just a heads up about that. So much drama, such little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. So Bella and Irina, I have done some more digging on this feud and I've got even more details to provide some much needed context again. So we did go into it last week. Catch up on that episode if you haven't already. So basically the cracks in their friendship first started to show when Irina told Bella that she had spoken to Lockie on the phone during lockdown. Irina was the first girl that Lockie had a proper phone conversation with and basically Bella couldn't handle it when she found out and she wanted to be the first girl that he called and I guess when she realised she was like, shit, okay, Irina actually does have a really strong connection with Lockie and I don't have it in the bag like I initially thought. Side note, someone actually brought to my attention this week that Irina's 31 and Bella is only 25. So there's a huge age difference there between them, which I didn't actually realise. Oh my God, oh my God. Now, last week I revealed that a shocking body shaming incident was the catalyst behind Bella and Irina's bit of feud. So lots of you are asking me to clarify what the body shaming incident actually was. So what happened is Bella actually skinny shamed Irina. She made a comment about Irina being too skinny. Now, just to put that into context, a family member of Irina's has reached out to me and explained that Irina has suffered from anorexia in the past They didn't go into too much detail because it is a very sensitive and personal topic for Irina, but they did ask that I mention it to give you guys some context into the situation and some understanding into why Irina would have been upset over Bella's comment about her weight. 
And I'm also told that Bella did know about Irina's previous battle with anorexia before she made the comments. So Irina lost about 10 kilograms in the mansion in the first month alone from stress of of filming and everything else. She only weighed about 45 kilograms and it was really affecting her. She was really self-conscious about how she looked, obviously because of her history. Bella then made a couple of remarks about Irina's weight and this was obviously a trigger for Irina. She got really upset about it and she confided in Steph and she mentioned that Bella had made these comments about her body and during this chat, Irina also told Steph that she was starting to see a different side to Bella, that Bella wasn't being supportive of her, that Bella only thinks about her connection with Lockie and shuts down anyone else who tries to talk about their connection with Lockie. So then Steph went running and blabbing to Bella and she was like, oh my God, Irina's throwing you under the bus and is saying that you've been saying all this shit about her body, blah, blah, blah. Bella denies everything. She then confronts Irina and calls her a liar and then tells all the girls that Irina's not to be trusted. Again, I went into detail on this last week. Then it basically becomes everyone versus Irina, who is now iced out by the new Mean Girl clique. Seriously, Channel 10, Taylor Swift called. She wants her snake back. Poor Irina. I'm officially completely out of stage now. Thank God for Lexapro. Oh my God. Oh my God. Another aisle that needs a cleanup this week is Juliet's abrupt yet iconic walkout. Another walkout that we weren't shown. We've been deprived again, guys. I think that brings the grand total of walkout deprivations to four for the season. Channel 10 just doesn't want to show us anything good. I'm ready to riot. Bring me my pitchfork now. I'm going to play the audio from Juliet's <laughs> iconic Shakespearean soliloquy she delivered just before she left because it's just too good not to. I like to know that in my DMs, like, I'm not replying to, like, certain people from LA. I could be, you know, talking to TikTok stars right now and my rappers and I'm ignoring them. Like... I'm actually holding off for you. Like Young Thug's producer or Chase Moody. Harvey Luna formerly a TikTok followers follows me and talks to me. Are you serious? And I'm here waiting for little old Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I have to remember who I am. Hello, I'm amazing. That's too confronting for Lucky, then just get rid of me. So then that happened. Juliet was spiraling out of control, bragging about all the TikTokers and rappers sliding into her DMs. <laughs> Love that for Juliet. And then the next minute, next minute, she was teleported to the limousine. I was like so confused by this editing. It sent me into orbit. It was like she'd been abducted by aliens. Like, where are you taking our queen? (laughs) Give her back. It was seriously so sus. Like, was she being punished for spilling too much tea? Was she being taken to witness protection? We deserve fucking answers. Someone in the Facebook group during the episode thread was so concerned for Juliet's safety. They were worried that Lockie had lost his temper and thrown, (laughs) thrown a machete or a chair at her. Big what the fuck moment. Seriously, Channel 10 was hitting the pipe hard in the editing room this week. Someone call the rehab facility because they need to admit themselves stat. 
It was seriously like they had a stroke when editing and left out a whole scene and thought that we just wouldn't notice. Lucky you guys have me to fill in the blanks though. So yes, it's true. Lockie lost his temper. He chucked a tantrum and said some things to Juliet that would have made him look like a dickhead. And she also said some things that exposed him and would have made him look like a dickhead. So they all left the whole thing on the cutting room floor along with all the other highlights from the season and our hopes and dreams too. So that's why we were left with Juliet ranting and the same frame of Lockie's stone cold face reused about eight times. Fool us once, Channel 10, shame on you. Fool us twice, shame on us. So an onset source told me that Lockie said to Juliet, you're too crazy, you're too wild, you're too religious, you're too spiritual and you're too old for me. Sorry, what? Sounds like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. But anyway, then he ended up by saying that she was just too good for him. Well, at least he got that part right. So <laughs> Juliet replied back saying, yes, I am too good for you. I didn't know you wanted someone to bake you cookies and knit you a blanket. I thought you were an adventure guy. I need someone with a mansion, not a tent. Someone get Juliet a fruity Lexia. She's earned it. Praise be to our queen. Get back to those DMs ASAP, girl, and take me with you to LA. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, I revealed on Instagram this week that the TikTok star sliding into Juliet's DMs is none other than Harvey Luna. He's about 12. <laughs> Cougar vibes for Juliet. Love that for her. The other celeb she mentioned is Young Thug's producer, but one that she didn't mention that I discovered is David Kiefer, the music producer for the Chainsmokers. Look, Juliet Hun, close but no cigar. Date the fucking celebrity, not their producer, or don't date them at all. A little tidbit, actually, the rapper Strict asked Juliet to send her photos of her feet when she was in LA because he has some weird foot fetish, and she did. And I guess that's how she manages to date these A-list as well. Also staying celebrant. Foot picks is a booming industry. So I hope she charged him for those sexy toe jam snaps. Oh my God. Oh my God. Lockie was a busy, naughty boy during filming as revealed in the last episode. And basically every episode before that, I've got more on that later to come in the So Scandalous segment right at the end. But he got the other girls on the show offside when he made empty promises to them and their parents that he didn't end up keeping. So one example is he made a promise to Steph that he wouldn't, quote, send you home before I send the crazies home. But then he sent Steph home next before he sent anyone else home. So I guess in Steph's eyes, she felt like he depicted her as crazy. So not only was Steph pissed off that he lied to her about sending her home, but she was left thinking, shit, does that mean he thinks I'm crazier than the other crazy girls? I'm not going to name names about who was considered crazy, crazier than who. I will leave you guys to come up with your own conclusions there. But a contestant tells me, Lockie was very good at telling you what you wanted to hear once I left for lockdown, I realized how emotionally manipulative he was. And I was like, what the fuck am I still doing here? I guess Stockholm syndrome eventually wore off on them all. Oh my God. Oh my God. We know that the scorned runner-ups, Beck and Bella, have become quite close since filming wrapped. 
So close, in fact, that they have moved in together. But Bella was actually originally supposed to move in with Laura, our Louis Vuitton queen, who was planning to relocate to Sydney from Perth. However, that changed when COVID hit and she stayed put. Then Beck said she wanted to move to Sydney, so her and Bella moved in with each other. Apparently, they are now living in Sydney in an apartment in Neutral Bay. That info came from their new downstairs neighbour who is in my Facebook group and they spilled all the tea in there about that situation. Another source tells me, however, that Beck and Bella's friendship is mutually beneficial and they are only using each other to boost their profiles. Yes. My source says Bella is only friends with people she feels she can gain something from. Beck also has an Instagram following and a social media presence, and they both only care about Instagram, so they are planning to become an influencer duo together and boost each other's profiles and social media platforms. Bella hates that Irina's followers are increasing and she is secretly plotting to bring her down. Oh, my God, the drama. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Coming up this week, we have hometown visits, but they were a little different due to coronavirus this season. Unfortunately, Irina's family were the only ones who couldn't make it to hometowns because they were stuck in Melbourne. So they met Lockie via Zoom. So that will be boring to watch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, on to The Bachelor first. After hometowns, there is a plot twist. Something that has never been done before in the show's history. I think even in the entire franchise's history, the US included. Drum roll, pause for dramatic effect. We will not be getting a top three this season. So after home visits, it will go straight to the top two, which is Bella and Irina. And Beck and Izzy are sent packing together before that. They've cut the season short by two weeks due to COVID. In my opinion, they may as well have just not wasted our time and cut the whole damn season, but we digress. So they did this because they weren't sure if lockdown would happen again and they were already running behind due to COVID and needed to wrap up filming as fast as possible so they could start filming The Bachelorette, which is filmed in the same mansion. So they needed to redecorate and get it ready for the boys to move in because apparently... It takes longer than you think to swap a painting out for a moose head. So after hometowns, the girls did not return to the mansion. Instead, they were all put in separate hotels around Sydney and they only went back to the mansion for the final rose ceremony. And then Bachelorette started filming the very next day after the finale. There was no mucking around for them. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So we all know by now that Lockie was a busy, naughty boy before, during and after even apparently filming. He's the CEO of Super Spreaders. Last week, I revealed that Lockie had gone on an unhinged liking spree on Instagram and that I had been closely monitoring his movements over the lockdown break. So after I shared this evidence on Instagram, one of the girls whose snaps he had been liking actually came forward and commented on the post and we began chatting. 
She then posted a TikTok video, which I shared on Instagram, and then that went viral. I will play that for you now, but make sure you do check it out on Instagram for the full visual effect. Um, that's at Dramatic Podcast. And we've been talking for so long, but no one knows I exist. I was scrolling through your IG while we ain't got no pics. You trying to keep us a secret while you ain't posting me. Oh, I get it. So it turns out Lockie was doing more than just being generous with his likes. He was actually dating her the whole time and even asked her to join the show as an intruder. I have a voice memo from her detailing everything about their romance that I will play for you guys now because I know how much you love a voice memo here. I'm literally so nervous of what I should and shouldn't say because I feel like I'm going to get in so much trouble. Pretty much like we got talking around kind of like the tail end of Survivor and uh, we were talking about going on a date next time I was in Perth but then it suddenly got announced that he was on The Bachelor and I was like oh well we're not going to be doing that then and then pretty much like a couple months he tried to convince me to go on as an intruder but I was like oh it's not really like my cup of tea um but you know I'd never ever want to be disrespectful to any of the girls on the show or anyone that he was dating so kind of stopped talking when the show aired um and yeah he's he was still saying you know come on as an intruder that sort of thing and I was just like oh I really don't think that it's something that I want to do but yeah I don't know like I had this TikTok in my drafts for a while and I was really hesitant to post it because I didn't didn't want to get him in trouble. And then my friends were saying earlier today, oh, it'll be funny, it'll just be a laugh, put it up, and I didn't really expect it to gain any traction. So pretty much Lockie and I got talking uh, towards the end of Survivor because we have a lot in common. Um, and so he slid into my DMs and we were talking about some of the hobbies that we have in common and... I think I said to him, oh, well, if you ever find yourself in Melbourne, we should go for a coffee. And he's like, oh, that'd be really nice, blah, blah, blah. And so we got talking for a bit and then it got announced that he was going to be The Bachelor. So I messaged him and was like, oh, well, we won't be going for that coffee then because I'm not going to, you know, step on girls' toes if he's going to be, uh, you know, dating 20-odd women. But it was kind of weird because even though he knew that he was going to be on The Bachelor and that he was going to be diving into this experiment with however many women, he was still talking to me. He was asking for my Snapchat. He was DMing me every single day. And I don't know, it was just something that didn't sit quite right with me about it because I knew that I wasn't going to go onto the show and he was going to be, you know, on this quest for love. So he starts asking me pretty often, you know, you should come on as an intruder in the show. I'll talk to the producers. Um, you know, there's no one on here that I've met yet that I think that I'm falling for. You know, we've got so much in common, blah, blah, blah. Come on as an intruder. And I kind of explained to him that it wasn't really something that I could see myself doing and that if The Bachelor didn't work out and he 
somehow found himself in Melbourne, then, you know, maybe we would still get a coffee, but I'm not the sort of person to like compete. Oh, I don't know if compete's the right word, but compete against other girls for a guy's attention. You know, all respect to them. There's so many beautiful, intelligent women on the show that, you know, I'm sure are going to find their absolute dream guy one day, but I just didn't really think that it was the environment that I wanted to find love myself. And, you know, there were a few times on Snapchat that I'd received a few messages that kind of the first thought that popped into my head, um, I mean, I won't go into specifics, but the first thought that popped into my head was, gosh, you're in the middle of filming this show where you're meant to be finding your life partner. You shouldn't really be sending these sort of messages to people that aren't part of that project. And, you know, I started to distance myself from that situation because I, you know, didn't want to be the girl behind the scenes that was undermining all of the, you know, the connections that were going on within the show. And, you know, I didn't want to be that side chick that, you know, came out in the Daily Mail post one day. And, you know, I'm sure that he's a good guy and there's a part of him that's on that show to find someone. But to be honest, he just comes across as a little ingenuine sometimes and, I think that particularly seeing, at least from my point of view, the messages that he was sending to me on, you know, platforms like Instagram and Snapchat at the same time he's going on dates, group dates, whatever, on The Bachelor, I just, I don't personally think it would be the type of guy that I would want to end up in end up with because it's one thing dating 20 women at one time that all know about each other on the show but then those women on the show don't know about all the women that he's talking to off the show the plot thickens guys (laughs) so juicy last week I also read out some messages I had received from girls who had claimed that they'd slept with Lockie during the COVID lockdown And I didn't read them all out as there was just way too many, but you did ask me to read some more. And as I always say, ask and you shall receive. So our star witnesses, witness one says, Lockie has been going out in Perth and telling girls that he is single. Witness two. So I was out with a girlfriend tonight who was telling me some goods about our super spreader Lockie during Love in Lockdown. She said that while she was staying with her family during lockdown in WA, her housemate, who was about to appear in an upcoming reality dating show, was having a house party and he was at her house with Alex from Maths and about five others and they were all and that he slept with a girl in her bed. Brackets gross. I agree. But this was peak lockdown as in when Perth restrictions were one guest only and they had five or more guests and during the love in lockdown filming gross exclamation mark exclamation mark when she was telling me I was like I'm gonna sell this to Daily Mail then I realized it's nothing we don't already know so I was like 
I'll just message Megan. Might be juicy. Might be what you already know. Just thought I'd share regardless. The CEO super spreader Lockie needs a whole damn COVID ward to himself. Seriously. Now there's still more to come. I also have another voice memo from another girl claiming that she was also sleeping with Lockie during filming. I mean, how many girls can this guy be with? He's already got about 10 girls on the go. He just dumped another 10 and now he's got about 50 girls in Perth. Honestly, I don't even have time for one guy. How does he do it? So here's the voice memo. I'll play it for you now. You guys are being spoiled rotten today. Okay, so my sister lives my sister lives over in Perth and when the filming stopped because of the whole COVID situation, Lockie the batch started fucking my sister's best friend for the whole time that they were over there. I guess Lockie just wanted to finish his single days off with a bang. <laughs> he had some juice left that he wanted to squeeze. One last hurrah for our good mate Lockie. He should change the WAP song to WAD, W-A-D, and copyright that shit ASAP. Bring a bucket, bring a mop. We need to get T-shirts with the words CEO Super Spreader on the front for him to wear just so we can see him coming. He needs to have his own disclaimer. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is the case for the FBI? So scandalous. Detective Meg on the case again this week, guys. Guess what? Lockie wasn't the only one keeping his options and DMs open and messaging other people during the lockdown break. A number of girls in the top 10 were also messaging other guys. An on-set source tells me... No one knew what was happening when they went into lockdown. It wasn't confirmed if the show would go ahead. They had no idea how long they were going to be in lockdown for. First, they were told four weeks, then six, then eight. So the girls asked producers if they were allowed to speak to other boys and sleep with other guys during the break. They just wanted some clarification about whether they could date other people because they thought it was ridiculous that they had to put their lives on hold for so long. Most of them knew they weren't going to be the chosen one, so they were angry they weren't allowed to date anyone else during this time. I mean, fair enough. Girls have needs too. Now, onto the clincher of this segment. I have been holding onto this scoop since the beginning of time, seriously, since before the season started. It's been burning a hole in my pocket, but I wanted to wait. I wanted to detonate it as close to the finale as possible for maximum dramatic effect because I knew that Bella made it to the final two. Drum roll, please. So Bella had a secret boyfriend during lockdown. I know, scandalous. And it's someone we all know very well. Former Bachelorette star, Nathan Favreau. Now, unfortunately, sad news for me, paparazzi pics dropped of them hanging out in Sydney just today and look I was devoted but at least it confirms the tea that I've got anyway so when they returned from lockdown Bella told all the girls in the mansion that she used to date Nathan and that he'd actually slid into her dms during lockdown and asked her to get back with him so this is what my source has said Bella told us that he messaged her when she got out the first time She went home for the COVID break and he was begging her to get back with him. He saw photos of her on the boat during filming with Lockie and he was telling her that he'd made a mistake and wanted to get back with her. 
She then told the girls that she wasn't completely over him and that they had been messaging and meeting up nonstop during the filming break. Tea. Absolute tea. So this is interesting because Bella also used to date Bachelor star Sam Johnston and a number of contestants have told me that she actually also spoke about Sam nonstop in the house and that she definitely isn't over Sam either. Her behaviour was described by one girl as obsessive and she spoke about Sam nonstop. Bella has also been linked to a number of boys from the Bachelor franchise, Courtney Dober, Cam Cranley, US Batchy star Dean Unglet. She's also gone international. And I'm also told that she dated Jake Ellis. So she's definitely got a type. I think she's our new Bachelor Nation super spreader. Like, <laughs> seriously, do these people know that there are other people out there to date aside from people on TV asking for a friend? Morning. Oh, my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. You better have fucking enjoyed it. I spilled some good shit all over the place today. If you have any requests for people you want me to get on, any specific questions that you want answered, or if you have any juicy gossip for me, funny memes, whatever, slide into my DMs at Megan Pastetto or at Dramatic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, which I assume is all of you, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And to all my amazing super spreaders, please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than Lockie in and out of the mansion and more than Bella in the Bachelor franchise. If you could please post a screenshot on Instagram, wherever you're listening to the podcast or share the episode link on Facebook or even just text it to a friend, you will be doing Satan's work. God will reward you. The universe will reward you. Karma will reward you. (laughs) Spread the joy around. If you haven't already, join the Facebook group ASAP. That is where the real drama and partying is happening. That's So Dramatic Podcast. And I will be spoiling you all with another surprise in there on Wednesday and Thursday night. A double whammy for the finale week next week. I am too good to you all. Also, I am dropping pause for dramatic effect a bonus finale episode on tuesday and then another episode on friday i am feeling very generous the moment and the one on tuesday is going to be a so juicy it's so scandalous it's probably the best one yet of the season in my eyes i've really saved the best tea for last so don't miss that i will see you guys then Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto.